Hey, welcome back, everybody. Uh, it's all kinds of speaks. Jared and Bob here, flying at you. Um, let's see. What do I? I feel I had something queued up ready. Oh, okay, this is what this is what it is. Um, so this is the initial event is a little bit dated. Um, I think it went down maybe two weeks ago at this point, potentially three. Um, but there's been ongoing uh issues i suppose you could say the the event has been dragged out over the course of the three weeks so um have you heard any of anything were you ever aware of um like a panel of ivy league presidents in front of congress yeah i saw that okay um so you get the gist of like what's going on there yeah pretty much all right. Uh, so for anybody that doesn't know that's watching or listening, um, there were th- presidents from three schools. It was UPenn, uh, the University of Pennsylvania, not Penn State, Nittany Lions, um, <laughs> uh, not those not those guys, the Ivy League, Penn, um, Harvard, and MIT was the third one. So there are three presidents. Um, all three of them, I believe, were female. And they were at a hearing in front of Congress. And I don't know the details of why they were even there, like in particular, those three people. Um, But the cliff notes on it is uh, there was a congresswoman from somewhere. Again, don't know where she was from. Uh, But she went to these three women on the the panel and said um, something uh, to the effect of, do you as university presidents condone uh, the call for genocide to Jews? And all three of the presidents just kind of stood like sat there and were like, well, um, you know, it depends and it's more complicated than that. And it's this and it's that. And, you know, gave the the runaround. Um, And the Congresswoman was like, I'm going to ask you again. Do you condone speech calling for the genocide of Jewish people at your school? Yes or no? And then like one of the women laughed and another one was like, well, you know, as you see, there's more to it than that. Like kept doing like the political runaround thing. So again, cliff notes here, none of the three said no. So none of them could just come out and say no. We do not stand for the calling of genocide of Jews at our school. It's all they had to do. They couldn't do it. All three of them couldn't do it. Uh, So big time problems (laughs) after that uh, congressional hearing, uh, if you can imagine. Uh, People were not thrilled. Imagine that. How how come? Imagine that. not standing up and in, in in against uh you know genocide towards Jews, huh? You you didn't think that would become a problem? You didn't think that someone tried that already? Like, you know, almost a hundred years ago now at this point. I mean it's like 85 years ago, really, but um it you, you didn't you didn't remember that one guy? That tried to do that, or that didn't. He didn't try. He did. He he did. He, no, that. he he succeeded. Don't you? He worry. certain. He certainly did do that. Um, 
despite what the young kids think today, the the Holocaust was real. Um, just as a side note, what is this Austria? So as a side note, we'll get back. We'll get back to this. This is a tangent. I think this is like a a, a worthwhile tangent. Um, shout out to Roka News again. They should really be paying me at this point uh, for the amount that I push them everywhere. But I saw on they produced uh, an an article that uh, showed the demographic breakdown of people that think the Holocaust was either fake or exaggerated. And let me see if I can find the exact, um, the exact stuff here. I don't know if I'll be able to find it quickly. Um, but it was something like 20% ish of people between the ages of, I think it's 18 to 29 think the Holocaust was fake or exaggerated. Was that the category? Uh, so that was a separate category. Oh God. Yeah. Um, um, so is this, I know this is our tangent, but is this a Christian thing? Like why, who's to, like, who's to benefit from not believing that the Holocaust was real. Like who does uh, it harm that it historically happened? Uh, or is it a good like, question? Like, do like, is it Muslims? Cause the Muslims hate the Jews. Yeah. So it started. Um, so this is, this is kind of how it had all started was I think during the nineties, um, Iran, who hates Jews, right? As a as a nation, uh, I'm, I'm generalizing there. Obviously, not everyone in Iran uh, hates Jews, but most of them do. Well, do they um, hate Jews or do they hate Israel? Uh, and I don't want to hear that they're both the same because it's not. Because they're I, Jews I think it's here. more Israel. Okay, they, they hate it more Israel. Because if if there's a bunch of Jews in, I won't use here either because Iran's fucking nuts. Say there's like a random Jewish population in fucking India, like which doesn't make any damn sense, but we're gonna pretend. Right. Would 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 Iran hate them too? Or is it do they hate Israel and do they hate Americans? Um, I think Iran hates just about everyone that's not Muslim, to be totally honest. Okay. Well, at least I don't pick favorites. Um, but so the reason the, the, the reason why I was like not really interested in in like dis discerning the difference was Iran back in the 90s I think it was the president at the time came out and said yeah and, and I know they do hate Israel but at the time they were the ones that started saying the Holocaust was fake oh so you see that's why I was like I, I don't know it doesn't really yeah. matter to me whether they hate Israel or the Jews because they hate both clearly because they're well because if you hate the Holocaust well, was fake well, that's because the and again most so that would be just Jews in general. So because 
the Holocaust majority affected European Jews. Right. So they hate the religion. And the nation. But that's yes. rude. <laughs> um, I don't know why I can't find this. Maybe it was last week's part of last week's Roka. I just uh, I'm like, I, I really struggle with with the fact that you can visit the place or I guess the places. Yeah, where the Holocaust where the Holocaust existed, uh, like I just I don't understand. I don't under I do I will never understand the denial. Yeah, but if I bet again, if if I know I I so I understand Iran's motives. I get that. Right, because they hate it's hatred. The, yeah, that's that's just an easy hatred. one. Right, right. And then when Austria was denouncing it, or I guess pretending it didn't exist, well, that's because it's one of their own guys. I think they've eventually, I think they have since flipped on that. Right. Okay, so here's the actual article. I couldn't find on the, on the app. Um, but one in five young Americans thinks the Holocaust is a myth. Wow. Um, so this actually ties into it. So this article was... Uh, written by The Economist, which is a magazine or publication, whatever, on December 7th of this year, so 10 days ago. Um, and they open up, on December 5th, for over five hours, lawmakers grilled the presidents of elite universities in a congressional hearing about anti-Semitism on college campuses. And they go on, whatever. Oh, so the Republican congresswoman was Elise Stefanik, who asked whether calling for the genocide of Jews violates university rules. Um, Liz McGill, the president of UPenn, replied, it's context dependent, which is a direct quote. She said it's context dependent. Um, clips of the exchange went viral on X, formerly Twitter, uh, ba -ba -ba -ba, all this stuff. Um, so the poll from The Economist says that 20% of people hold between the ages of 18 and 29 think the Holocaust is a myth. That's the actual wording that they used in this poll. 20% of people between age 18 to 29 think the Holocaust is a myth. And then 23% think that the Holocaust was exaggerated. I just like, I'm fascinated as to where that comes from. Same because it can't. It, so and this this is gonna sound bad, but it can't all be disbelief driven by hate, right? Now that's why in the Middle East, people they they like this is why they fight. Right, it's hatred towards another group of people. Right. So forty three percent was it forty three? Was my math correct? No, no. Was it uh, for either think it's fake or exaggerated? Well, I think there were two separate questions. There are two, two separate, separate questions. Okay, never mind. So. However, you so want to twenty percent think it was fake and twenty three percent think, think it was exaggerated. exaggerated. Okay, so it's not necessarily forty three thing. Okay, fine. Uh, I, I'm just like I'm I'm fascinated to know where like the skepticism comes from. Yeah, 
like it, it's got to be like it's got to be being taught that way somewhere because we we were we we learned about it right oh yeah like <laughs> spent quite a bit on it we absolutely did so who is pushing in the because it's american so who is pushing in the united states that it's not real or it's exaggerated or it's not that big of a deal like where is that coming from so according to this article again they are insinuating that it's from social media. So they say right here that social media might play a role. According to a 2022 survey from the Pew Research Center, Americans under 30, and this is just in general, are about as likely to trust information on social media as they are to trust national news organizations. It's not even uh, a fair battle anymore. More recently, Pew found that 32% of people between the ages of 18 and 29. So effectively, let's just call them Gen Z because I think that's mostly what they are. I think that is exactly what they are is Gen Z. I think the millennial generation ends in 1995 or 1996. It's like 96, 97, something like that. Yeah. So let's just call it Gen Z. 32% of those people get their news from TikTok. 32%, a third of all people hold in Gen Z, get their news from TikTok. So, and then the article goes on to say social media sites are rife with conspiracy theories. Um, research has found strong associations between rates of social media use and beliefs in such theories. Um, a data intel uh, a recent survey by Generation Lab, a data intelligence company, found that young adults who use TikTok were more likely to hold anti-Semitic beliefs. That's interesting. Why the fuck? I, yeah, again, so I'm not on TikTok. I don't know what I'm the not, fuck's being yeah, pushed. Yeah, I'm not either. But it sounds like it's TikTok. It's just fucking wild to me, dude. Like you can go to Auschwitz still. Yeah. You can go there. You yeah. can see it. Yep. It's still standing. Oh, yeah. You can walk through the ghettos in Poland. Pretty sure they're still there. I think they redeveloped some of the areas, but I think they left some just as like a, hey, don't forget about, you know, that time we rounded up all the Jews in Europe and sent them to live in ghettos in the middle of fucking Poland before we sent them to fucking camps right that was the first step so they right. they went to the they, they went to the ghettos and then they went from the ghettos to the camps and you were lucky if you got sent to a work camp where they worked you almost to death or right. to death instead of torturing you to, to death or instead of or just, just to literally kill you just to kill you yeah yeah but yeah i don't know man 20% of, of Gen Z thinks the Holocaust is fake. That's fucking... It's fucking mind-blowing to me. That's fucking stupid. You know what? That is retarded. It, it gets called what it is. That is absolutely retarded. It is. And like that, and that's the thing is like... Because I, I, I don't want to hear the compelling argument. But I was say, oh, if you think it's exaggerated, it's like, well, I don't know if it was 6 million. It was still a fuckload. <laughs> right, right, right. There's too many. Well, that? It, it, there you go. Doesn't matter what the number is. Yeah. Like, oh, I don't know about six, but I think it might have been four. There's still a fuckload. 
That is an yeah. absolute fuckload of people. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. Yeah. So like, it, yeah. I, I don't know if it's becoming in vogue, right, to think that the Holocaust was fake. Like, clearly, if 20% of Gen Z thinks that way, it's got to be some sort of, and if it is fueled by social media, it's got to have some sort of like cachet behind it, right? Like it's the whole, when uh, was that like at this point, it might've been five-ish years ago when Kyrie Irving came out and said, well, yeah, the world is flat. And then it was like cool for kids to say that the world was flat, right? Because there were people actually thinking it. Like, I don't, I think that could be a similar effect. Obviously, Saying the world is flat is a lot different than saying the Holocaust was fake, but I think the situations in and of itself, um, as a whole, like from a thirty thousand foot view, right? I think those are similar situations as to what's happening. It's because like someone or something, right? Some entity has like made it like in vogue to think a certain way. Yeah, or like Just, the certain influences. Right. In 2016, it was Kyrie Irving and the world being flat. And in 2023, it's TikTok saying the Holocaust was fake. Again. Goes back to like, obviously, people don't know how to like think for themselves and think critically. Like, Right. Uh, again, like there's plenty on uh mr adolfo hitler there <laughs> he didn't really like you know beat around the bush or like hide his intentions nope nope he was pretty, pretty clear pretty, pretty clear with what shooter. he was doing yeah and it yeah. was recent enough in history where there's enough documentation yeah i was gonna say it's not like he just had speeches where he talked about it he wrote that shit down there's a uh and then, there's, there's a little book that he wrote yeah. called mein kampf it's your comp now. Uh, <laughs> I was thinking about that the other day. Shout out to Dickie. <laughs> so we have museums, historical records, textbooks, the the literal locations. Right. And more things that I'm not thinking of. Yeah. But TikTok says it's fake. For whatever reason. Yeah. And now there's like a skepticism that it never happened. People used to fucking clown on Austria for this. <laughs> and what do what what um Turkey, right? Yeah. They the they Ar pretend the that Ar they didn't the fucking, Armenian genocide. Yeah, they 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 yeah. don't acknowledge that, that happened, right? Yeah, they're like, ah, oh, we don't know what happened to those millions nope. of Armenians. They just nope. kind of up and disappeared. Must have been someone else. Yeah, I don't know. It wasn't us. You talk to anybody that's Armenian, ask them how they feel about Turkey. They, and yeah, they don't not. They'll let you know. <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing, is like we we're sit we sit here, we make fun of Turkey. Yeah. Like it fucking happened. Yeah. Yeah. So oh, man. anyway. Yeah. People kids are dumb, right? Kids are really fucking Which stupid. I know that. Um, but I mean, we don't have to get into like that part of it either, but no, I was going to say shame on like the teachers and the parents of, of those kids that eventually go on to think that way, because that's, that's people that are like not willing to have a difficult conversation, right? It's like, 
you just listen to like, like if a kid ever says something like that, it's like, hey, hold on a second. Where'd you hear that from? And okay, let's sit down and let's have a chat. Let's have a chat about this, right? Like that's what a, a good teacher and or a parent or a parental figure, right, should do if they hear that specific situation. But again, we don't need to go down that road. Um, I've only been a parent for three months. I don't need to lecture other people on how to be a parent. Yeah, right? One-time one parent? <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I have been a teacher for a lot longer, so I can speak at least on that level. Um, but regardless, back to the opening thought of the UPenn, Harvard, MIT people. Um, they couldn't do it. They couldn't say, no, we do not condone speech that calls for genocide of Jews. So obviously, people did not like that. The one group that you kind of really don't want to fuck with is the Jews, right? Like, we've been talking about the Middle East that they've been fighting literally for thousands of years. The Jews have been fucked with literally like their entire history. their entire existence which goes back as long as you want to believe right right like time has existed yeah 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 so it's like hey man maybe maybe let's not right it's like i don't know they they've had it pretty bad right for literally their whole existence but you know it, that's a that's a whole other thing too so either way um, people were unhappy and they started going after these presidents of these universities. And before I get to what, what happened and where it stands now, me personally, how I feel about this is I think it's complete bullshit and utter horseshit really, because these are the same universities and the same presidents that if now this isn't to say that like I you know, I'm a big fan of these people, but these are the same universities and presidents that if a person like a Ben Shapiro or Steven Crowder or um, Candace Owens, right? I'm trying to think of like some other like conservative, big conservative voices. If they ever wanted to conduct any sort of like uh presentation or meeting or anything on a college campus those presidents and those universities would be the first ones to say no you're not allowed here because uh, you your speech offends our students and our students don't feel safe when you're here and those are also the same people that support whether tacitly or implicitly, right, um, or you know, explicitly, really, the violence towards those people, right? Like I've heard the stories about, you know, Ben Shapiro goes to a college campus for a, a like some sort of presentation, and like there's quote unquote liberals, right, outside on campus, like throwing shit at the cars, right, like empty cans or full beer cans or. You know, shit like that. They're screaming. They're fucking. I think one time they locked the doors of the auditorium like with chains so that like no one could go in. So it's like you'll support that. Right. And again, whether it's implicitly or explicitly, it doesn't really matter because 
by saying nothing and allowing it to happen, you're implicitly supporting it, right? Like you, that's, that's what it is. So these colleges will, will take on those people, even someone like a Jordan Peterson who like, yeah, I guess now as we are at the end of 2023, heading into 2024, you could call him a conservative, but like three, four, five, six years ago, he wasn't like traditional, like conservative, like Republican right leaning. He was just a guy that was fighting for free speech. He just wanted free speech to reign and they wouldn't allow him on campuses, right? Like they did everything they could to prevent these people from coming to present on their campuses. So there's a precedent there, right? That's what I'm getting at. There's a there's an actual precedent set by these universities of preventing certain speech on their campuses. And it's the speech that they deem unsafe, right? I'm using air quotes if you're not watching on YouTube. Like these people that are like, oh, well, our students here don't feel safe if you came to campus. All that bullshit, right? But then you ask them, do you support speech that calls for genocide of Jews? Yes or no? Well, you know, I mean, it's it's complex, right? It's it's complex. No, it's not. It's not complex, actually. It's pretty fucking simple. You either do or you don't. Because if next week Jordan Peterson wanted to go speak at Harvard, I bet you the fucking president of Harvard would put the kibosh on that. But three weeks ago, in a congressional hearing, she couldn't say that she condemned anti-Semitic speech or actions, right? Whatever it was. So in my, again, my personal opinion, all of these people can get fucked. They can all sit on a fucking broomstick that's splintery. So as a common idiot, I just really don't get it. I I just I I I don't cuz cuz this is something like so Jews always say they like well we always get the short end of the stick. We always get like no one gives us whatever. And I'm like, okay, well yeah, the Holocaust sucked. And if you go back into like ancient history, like that shit sucks. And like Middle East is always a fucking war zone. Yeah. But then just something as simple, like as simple as all you had to say was we do not condone speech targeting the genocide of Jews. That's all you had to say. Yep. Now, if you want to allow people to be pro-Palestine, whatever, again, back to like implicit, explicit, it implies a certain thing, but like you can defend whatever side you want to defend. Right. And truthfully, I wouldn't have a problem with them sitting there saying it's complex if they were like that across the board. If they, if they allowed conservative speakers on their campuses to give presentations and hold events and things like that by saying we need to protect freedom of speech and all of this and all speech is is protected under the First Amendment and things like that, yada, yada, you know, so on and so forth. If that's how they were across the board, okay. I might not like that they couldn't say that they don't condemn it, but they're at least consistent across the board. But my issue, why I want them all to sit on a splintery fucking broomstick, is because they're 
quite obviously and literally not consistent across the board. It just seems like a weird hill to die on, too. Yeah, it does. Seems like a really weird hill. Like, how, like, what, like, how is it like this is where you can't say no? Yeah. And that's the thing is, you don't even have to mean it. Right. Because they, they made it so fucking easy for you, too. Because genocide was a word that was used. Yes. And all you had to say is, no, we don't, we don't promote or defend genocide. Nope. Definitely no. not. No. All you have to do is exactly what you said. All we you don't, do. we don't condone it. But under the uh, First Amendment in the Constitution, we believe that people have the right to say what they believe. So yep. whether or not we support it doesn't matter because the First Amendment protects it, right? You couldn't even say that. Nope. And then it's also a weird hill to die on because, like, aren't Jewish people, like, Jewish people are in higher ed? Oh, yeah. So that's the next step. So that's okay. what happened. I'm jumping next. ahead. Okay. So, um, what do you, yes. What else do you know about Jewish people? Uh, so if I was to stereotype, and this is yeah, just yeah, so so I'm let's gonna, stereotype, I'm stereotype for for a second. Uh, generally, they are in higher ed. Mm -hmm. They are professors. They are practicing. You know, if I was to just pick some random stereotypical jobs, you know, they're involved with usually like finance, accounting, business, lawyer, like. Would you say they're uh, stereotypically Edible. pretty pretty successful? Usually, usually they're of uh, usually pretty successful higher ed. Like that would be if I was to stereotype. Yeah, that's usually how it goes. Yeah. Well, I mean, a literal fact also is that more Jews have won the Nobel Prize for than literally any other race in the entire world, right? In the entire world, there have been more Jews that have won Nobel Prizes than anybody else. So they're, whether or not you want to say it's a stereotype that they're intelligent or rich or whatever. I mean, I'm sure there's some Jewish crackheads too. But... Oh yeah, of course. Right. Like, but so, so regardless now, the actual point is, yeah. So they're, Pretty pretty successful, right? They have a lot of money. They might have gone to some of these Ivy League schools. So what do you think they did when they found out that the the presidents of these schools would not condone uh, Jewish genocide? I'd be cutting off any and all fucking financial contributions. That'd be my that would be step one. Ding 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 ding. We have a winner. That's exactly what happened. Uh, I think I forget what school it was. It might have been Harvard. Or it might have been Penn. Um, there was a, an alumnus. Is that a single alumni? An alumnus? I believe so. There was an alumnus of Penn who is Jewish who revoked his $100 million donation to the school. $100 million from one person. Yeah, I would say that's one person. From one person was like, yeah, I'm going to spend my money somewhere else. 
So, I mean, a lot of these schools started to lose a ton of money. So what happened? Shortly after this debacle on Capitol Hill, um, I, I don't know if it's like the the board of trustees or whatever the fuck exists at a college level that's higher than the president. Um, they fired the president from UPenn. Her name was uh, Liz McGill. She's gone. Okay. I don't know if they, they might've let her resign just to kind of like do whatever, but yeah. she's gone. Right. So uh, I think the hundred million dollar yanking. That was, that, that was what did was, it was probably, probably what did it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so people are still going after like MIT and all these other places, whatever, um, Harvard, good old Harvard, right? Like you think, what's the best university in the entire world? How many people are going to say Harvard? Quite a bit, right? Like I'd say it's probably a 50-50 split between Harvard and Oxford. If you just like grabbed a random person on the street anywhere in the world, right? And was like, what's the best university in the entire world outside of North Korea? Cause they don't know what exists outside of there their little area yeah, um kim, kim jong il yeah you yeah, yeah. And... <laughs> kj kim... kjiu <laughs> yeah and then kju a yeah. <laughs> um so they it's probably pretty close to a to an even split between harvard and oxford right harvard decided to double down and support their president they said no, we support what she said. She, we will, we will not be removing her from her position like they did at Penn with Dr. McGill. Uh, this woman, whatever her name is, she's safe. Well, people really didn't like that. So they dug a little deeper into this president at Harvard University. Um, let me see if I can find the specifics here. Harvard president. Uh, so they found that she was, oh, Claudine Gay. So her name is Claudine Gay, right? Uh, people were trying to get her removed from her position because of what she said on Capitol Hill about genociding Jews and things like that. Harvard said, nope, we support her. We're not getting rid of her. So then people took a step further. And the National Association of Scholars has now called for the removal of Claudine Gay. So no, it's no longer just Jewish people, right? It's it's not like, oh, you know, you have an entire religion or, you know, a ethnic group, whatever, that that wants you taken out of your job. No, there's an, an, a National Association of Scholars because they have discovered and have produced allegations of plagiarism in some of her work. So I was trying to find this on Twitter because whoever tweeted it out had like a ton of information, but I can't find it. So I'm just going to like make it up, right? I'm going to, I'm going to paraphrase what I what I got from Twitter. So apparently this woman, Claudine Gay, has a PhD 
And there were issues with her PhD dissertation regarding plagiarism that the National Association of Scholars has discovered and has now alleged that she plagiarized part of her dissertation. Well, then people on Twitter started digging a little bit deeper. And I saw one person put out there that I think on average, a president of a university in, in the United States has produced or produces like nine to 11 scholarly pieces of work per year or something like that, or it, it was per year before becoming president or something like that, right? Again, I'm paraphrasing, making it up a little bit. Regardless, Claudine Gay has produced six in her entire academic career, right? Regardless of whether it's nine to 11 per year or this or that, whatever the numbers were, is she had six in her entire academic career. And now there's allegations that she plagiarized part of her dissertation. So people are also alleging that as a black woman, she was severely underqualified to be the president of Harvard University, which is potentially one of the most, if not the most, right up there with Oxford, prestigious universities in the entire world, not just the country, the entire world. So now people are, are doubling down on her, right? They're digging more into her and they're like, nope, fuck this, fuck this lady. She said she wouldn't she wouldn't deny the the genocide on the Jews. Well, now we found out that she plagiarized her dissertation. And oh, by the way, she seems severely underqualified to be a president of any university. Just like as typical, like, you know, job qualifications go to be the president of a university anywhere in the country. She would be underqualified for those jobs. But somehow. She landed Harvard. So, um, and then another letter coming from potentially a colleague, they weren't sure, they, they weren't saying, but they said there were accusations of her bullying her colleagues, suppressing free speech, overseeing a racist admissions program, and failing to address the aforementioned anti-Semitism on campus. So things are not going so well for President Gay at Harvard. Well, the other thing, so hit them where it hurts, you have the donors, right? Right. And I think... If you want to talk about a population of people that don't forget, it's probably the Jewish population. Yeah, I'd say that's fair. There's going to be very few Jews that look at that and go, eh, you know, I'll still contribute. Yeah. Probably not going to happen. Nope. Or not going to happen a lot. There'll be some people that are like fringe Jews. <laughs> <laughs> There's always people that hate themselves. <laughs> <laughs> Portnoy made a pretty good statement when those yeah. came out. Portnoy's been pretty solid about the whole thing. Now, he is a Jewish man. Correct. He also has a large platform. 
He also has a lot of money. So he made a point because I saw this. He goes, I'm calling for the colleges to fire these people from their positions. He goes, and also, I'm not taking in any graduates from any of these three schools. So if you go to this school, just don't even apply to Barstool Sports. Like, I'm done with you, effectively. Yeah, good. Good for him. And he I was, haven't I seen that video. It, it's, it was a tweet. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm sure there's a video at some point because he always does a video. But right. it was like the day it happened, he, he said that. He goes, I'm not hiring anyone that graduates from these three schools. Now, Portnoy runs Barstool Sports. He doesn't run... Right, Liberty Mutual. You know, a massive... Right. Yeah. yeah, he doesn't run like a massive... <laughs> law firm or a financial company or a hospital or a medical system. New York life. (laughs) Right. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know how many Penn graduates aspire to work career at Barstool Sports. I don't know. Usually you would argue that they're probably on the bigger and better things. Right. Fine. But what Portnoy says out loud is what other people think. That's the big one. Right. So he'll say it. Other people will not say it, but they'll also do it. Yeah. So, you know, your Harvard degree at a job in a pool of Yale, Cornell, Columbia, and Brown. Oh, I know which one just got pushed to fifth. Yeah. And it doesn't matter what's on there. Right. The school you went to is run by idiots and right. someone will see that and someone will pay attention to that and they just won't say it and they'll be like, we went with someone else. Yep. Or it's like, oh yeah, yeah, we'll be contacting uh, qualified people for interviews. Oh, do I get an interview? No. We yep. reviewed your qualifications. They don't match what we're looking for. Yep. Oh, can you expound on that? No. Yeah, he went to Harvard. (laughs) (laughs) So I think that's the trickle. So like the big one is going to be like, you know, the the donors and the alumni. But yeah, I mean, there will be people that pay attention to that. Yeah. And again, ultimately, these schools are going to be fine. Like the students that go to these schools are going to be fine. Right. But. What a fucking chicken shit move. Yeah. Yeah. Somehow MIT skirted all this. I don't know if they let go their of their president or did whatever they did with her. Um, but you, she's you the only she's the only one that hasn't been in the news. It's been yeah. Penn because she got let go, right? And then Harvard because they doubled down. Well, and it's now, also Harvard, right? And it's Harvard. Like MIT but, is a phenomenal school, right? But, but it's not Harvard. I almost I would almost say ask a random person in Germany. Oh, have you heard of Harvard? I don't know what the percentage that they yeah, have. Yeah, Oxford's is. little brother, right? <laughs> <laughs> so like I don't know what the per- like let's just pretend that like 60% of Germans have at least heard of Harvard. Right. Well, how many Germans do you think have heard of MIT? Got to be at least less than less than have heard of Harvard. 
whatever the number Wait, is. What, what it's, I, it's, yeah, it's I'm, less I'm thinking higher. it's way closer to like less than 20%. Because there'll be some Germans that look into like international technology schools. Right. That's probably why they're lying in the weeds a little bit. Yeah. So I'll tell you right now, if it was Yale and not MIT, you'd be hearing the same shit. Right. As the other two. Right. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, like I said, it initially happened a few weeks ago, but it's still been going on. And like I said, this is latest, the latest and greatest with the Harvard president is they just keep finding other ways to fucking get after her. So it'll be interesting to see what the the board at Harvard does now. Because yeah, if this, I, like, if this, this National th Association of Scholars can prove that she plagiarized her dissertation, like at that point, her career is over. Yeah, I mean, if you get drilled for plagiarism, you're fucked. Her academic career is over. Whereas if she was resigned, like Liz McGill, I know her name because she was in the news. Let's be completely honest here. She had to resign from Penn. Give it two years, right? She'll go be the president at some other university and we will literally never hear her name ever again. Right? Like, that's just what's going to happen, right? Is is she, is she going to be at a school as prestigious as Penn? No. But like, at the end of the day, does it matter whether you're the, to some people, yes. But like, if you're the president at Penn or you're the president of, you know, Cornell or even like a UCLA or a Cal Berkeley or like one of those schools that's like pretty good out on the West Coast, right? Like, it's fine. It'll have to be one of those good academic but smaller schools right like she'll like, be fine like i said liz mcgill will go on she'll become a president at some other university maybe she'll be like a um like a ufc fighter that gets that gets injured and has to come back and have like a warm-up fight before they start fighting real people so like maybe she'll get hired as the president of like north dakota state right she'll she'll go to north dakota state for like a year and a half and then she'll be able to get the cal berkeley job or something like that you know what i mean so it's she'll be fine if if what's her liz gay what no what's her claudine gay if she gets caught with plagiarism in her dissertation oh, that is she's it. done she ain't going nowhere <laughs> probably don't get your bennies either yeah so i mean all she had to do was just fucking resign and disappear. And like I said, take a year or two off and then go back somewhere else, right? Like go go be the the president of UMaine, UMaine Orno, right? Like you're fine. Like work there for like a year or two and then Water go state. and then go back somewhere else, right? Like then then get your try and sneak your way back into an Ivy somewhere. But like you could be fucked forever now. All because. Bet you a Jewish person probably looked that up too. Oh, probably. They probably dropped the line to the NAS. They probably work for the NAS and go, you know what? Yeah. Let me, just, let me go into my archives real quick. Yeah. <laughs> let me see however I can find a way to fuck this universe. It's such an easy way to cuz plagiarism's tough. Like I don't know what the accepted rate of plagiarism is. Like I don't know if it's like right. 10% of a paper, 5% of a paper. 
yeah, like I don't know what the the threshold. Someone petty is enough, saying. though, they'll fucking make that person's life a living hell. Yeah. Um, I'm just trying to see on Twitter if I could find any new updates or anything on it, but um, oh Jesus, this comes from BusinessInsider.com, which. I think is pretty legit. So according to them in this article, Harvard is now trying to redefine a new type of plagiarism called inadequate citation that would make it okay so that they don't have to fire their president. So Harvard is tripling down. Yeah, pretty much. They're say they were like I think that's I think that's a I think that's a fair uh conclusion to jump to. Yeah. They wouldn't fire her after the congressional hearing. Right. And they did they doubled down and said, nope, we support her. She's not going anywhere. Now they found plagiarism, which makes me feel like there's actual plagiarism. Yep. Right? There's actual plagiarism now. Now Harvard is tripling down and being like, well. We're actually going to define this as a new type of plagiarism called inadequate citation, which um, is literally pla plagiarism. Which is pla which is yeah, it's just plagiarism in more words. So that they can say that's what it was, so that they don't need to fire her. That's what any plagiarism would be. That that that's impressive. Yeah. No, no, no. This isn't plagiarism. This is just using someone else's words without citing it properly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yep <laughs> way, it's way different <laughs> fuck them man that's that's so fucking pretentious too wow and it's again like, this is coming from businessinsider.com this that's is so fucking article. that's so fucking pretentious it's like oh well we're harvard so why don't we just change the definition of of plagiarism yeah bro you got bagged should have fucking fired her. Yeah. Or she should resign. Skip a step. Well, I'm not resigning. Okay, then you're fired. Yeah, I'd like to know who's on Harvard's board. Who's on their board of directors? Because if it comes out that it's like, you know, someone from fucking Saudi Arabia and another person from fucking, you know, that receives money from, you know, uh, some massive oil company in Iran. And it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> I see what's going on here. <laughs> I don't know. Are you looking up Harvard Board of Directors? I'm trying to. It's a board of overseers. It's fucking stupid. Fuck Harvard. It's uh, the dumbest shit ever. Yeah, I mean, there's like a lot... Yeah. I also don't know how I would go about figuring out their um yeah, like their religion. affiliations. Yeah. So, whatever, that's fucking dumb. They're all dumb. Fuck Harvard. There's a lot, dude. Holy shit. Yeah. Uh well, in similar vein, 
um, before we wrap things up here for episode one, uh, which as the sauce as the sausage is being made and you are all seeing this is episode one of a double header for us tonight. Um, but um, before we wrap things up, there's one other thing, kind of like I said, in the same vein um, of of the Boston area and controversy. Um, this one's a touch more recent too, because it was last Friday. The mayor, right, who is a complete shitbag. I think we're all under agreement that most people don't like this woman um, for various different reasons. Uh, so she just gave people another reason to dislike her because Mayor Wu in Boston was hosting a coloreds only elected officials party, holiday party last Friday. And the only reason people found out about it is because her secretary effectively sent out an email to all staff. <laughs> instead of just the colored staff i also love that we're using color like i didn't know is that like that's the like thing once i thought we got rid of that word once i thought you couldn't say that anymore i used to tell i used to yell at my grandparents when i was a kid saying you can't say that word anymore you can't call them colored that's not that's not okay <laughs> but apparently that's this is what we're doing now because she was hosting a a uh, non-white colored elected officials holiday party last Friday. And again, her secretary fucked up and sent the invitation to everybody. So the white people saw it and was like, hey, what the fuck? <laughs> and then sent it to various news outlets. And now it's been all over the news. And in a similar vein, again, the bitch doubled down. When they confronted her, they were, um, I'm trying to see, I, I think I might've sent it to Vinny, but Vinny and I have sent so many different videos back and forth to each other since last Friday. Um, yeah. Okay. So I found it. Um, it was the electeds of color. That's what it was. Uh, electeds of color party. So, oh, in a kind of related way, Mayor Wu has come out in support of Harvard President Claudine Gay. <laughs> oh, that's so weird. <laughs> so strange. Um, so, let me see. Where is the video? There was a video that I saw on Twitter of Mayor Wu defending her position. Um, but it was like something, I can't find it, but it was something along the lines of like, uh, in a city with a, with a history like Boston's and, there's been so much, you know, Asian hate here and so much racism and things like that. Um, you know, I, I'm surprised at the reaction of this or whatever, basically calling everyone else racist and then like not even apologizing for anything. She doubled down on the party and they still held the party, which 
the party, which the other thing that people were kind of pissed about was her electeds of color party was at the exact same time as like the Boston elected officials Christmas party. So it was like, don't go to that one, come to this one where it's non-whites only. And she didn't see a problem with that. Yeah, what's the issue? (laughs) So then, since then, she gave a speech that Vinny just sent this to me at 6.30 tonight. Um, Mayor Wu claims that white supremacy and hate levels are dangerously rising in Boston, and she's working with the police department and the FBI to deal with it. We're all looking for the guy who did this. Like someone should someone should mail her a hot dog suit. (laughs) So she literally holds this party at the same time as the normal Christmas party for non-whites only. And then three days later, she gives a press conference and says that white supremacy is becoming a problem. No, I think you just pissed off a bunch of people with your stupid fucking holiday party. And that's and and the other thing. The other thing too happy is, about it. And the other thing too is, is like people hate her, and she's using that as like, oh, see, it's because I'm Asian. Yeah, you hate no, me it's because you're Asian. an idiot. No, it's because you suck, right? It's because you're, you're an, an awful person. And the stuff that you've done is why people hate you. People hate you based on your actions, right? Not your fucking appearance, not your fucking heritage, right? You act like an idiot, and people dislike you, right? So. That's the other uh, latest good old Boston between Harvard and the fucking shitty mayor. How long is the mayor term in Boston? I don't know. She'll probably get fucking reelected, though. Yeah, somehow, right? (laughs) Well, the same way she got elected in the first place. Yeah. Um, it's a four-year term. What is she finishing up year two? Yeah, she was elected in 2021. Yeah, so she's completing year two. Gross. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, you know, People didn't hate Menino. <laughs> the guy was in office for 20 fucking years. Yeah. And people loved him. They loved that guy. They loved Marty Walsh. As much of a scumbag as Marty Walsh was, most people didn't really have too much too much to say about him. But they really don't fucking like this this woman. Yeah, well, that's what happens when you act like an idiot. Yeah. And make everything about race, right? Like, I think that's the issue. And I think- Well, no, pe- people also hate her too for the traffic shit and- Well, yeah, yeah. Like, there's a and lot of reasons it was why the, people the, hate her. The car crash and all that stuff. There was yeah. a- there, Yeah. There's a lot. There, like I said, there's a lot of reasons why people don't like her. <laughs> but 
I think also her, someone who works in her cabinet, if that's what it's called. I don't know what, a, in her like mayoral fucking office, um, got, kind of got busted for drunk driving, but like not really. And like nothing, yeah. ha- nothing happened. Yeah, that's another one. Yeah. It just got let off the hook for drunk driving because she works for the mayor. And it's like, okay, well. This is fucking stupid. You suck. You dumb bitch. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Fuck, fuck all that. And on that note, you want to wrap up this one? We can wrap this up. All right. Um, I came dangerously close to pulling off the full Ron Swanson turf and turf <laughs> last weekend. Nice. So at Michaela's work Christmas party. Mm-hmm. I got a ribeye that was served to me. I was drinking Eagle Rare. When I wasn't drinking wine all night. <laughs> uh Michaela hit a wall on food, so she didn't finish her fillet, so I ate that. So the only thing I was missing from the Ron Swanson quote was a cigar. Cuz if you don't remember and you never watched Parks and Rec, he was eating a whatever ounce ribeye with a whatever ounce filet, also whiskey and a cigar. And I'm going to consume all of this at the same time because this is America. <laughs> so I was absent cigar, but I did have a bacon appetizer. So I don't know. I feel like that definitely like. Yeah, I think that helps. I think that that covers me. Yeah. Yeah. It should be good there. And it was glorious. It was as good as you'd expect. For well, turf yeah. Turf. I mean, turf and turf is. Probably the best fucking thing ever. <laughs> I mean, I can't think of a food that I would rather eat than turf and turf. A ribeye and a filet. Yeah, I mean. Which one would you eat first? I'd probably eat the filet first. Because I like ribeye better. Well, it's either. Sa- yeah, so like it, it's either a. It's either a save the best for last. See, this is always like a big debate, and I really don't want to get into this because we've got to do two tonight. But it's either, yeah, you're either a, a save the best for last or you enjoy what you like first. Yeah, I'm a big save the best for last guy. See, it depends for me. Now, in this specific situation, that wasn't up to me. That was predetermined. On a day where I may eat like a ton of food, I'm going to get to the one that I want the most in case I run out of steam towards the end. Right, 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 right. No, that's, that's totally fair. But if I'm at a restaurant, if I'm at Ron Swanson's restaurant and I order a turf and turf, um, yeah, turf and turf, full appetite. I'd probably eat the filet first. I might still, I might enjoy the ribeye. See, I might still eat the ribeye first because I don't want to like because uh, part two of running out of gas would be uh, like palate fatigue. I don't want to ruin it on a fucking fillet. Just have yeah. season it differently. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, no. I don't know. I might I might be the I'm just gonna get to it. But like, fa- so I mean, like, I don't think there's a wrong answer. I think I think yeah, it's I think, personal preference. I think I'm just gonna get to it when they're so similar. Right. 
Yeah. So like, like, cause like I was trying to think, I'm like, ah, what's a comparable. So like when I go to Davio's, usually I get the same thing. It's the short ribs. I'll eat like the onion strings and the mashed potatoes first, and then I'll eat the short ribs last. But because I, I think I might where my head's at is because it's steak and steak. We do run the risk of fatigue and they are very similar. So I'm just going to go for the one I like best first. So that when I am running out of gas and I'm not that hungry, I don't have to worry about taste anymore. What you need to do is get like uh, something sweet, like uh, to to reduce the palate fatigue. Mm, sugar, yeah, <laughs> a lemonade. You got to get a lemonade. Uh, yeah, that's a, that's actually why the um, the competitive eaters use drink lemonade. lemonade because they when they eat hot dogs and hot dog buns, they get palate fatigue. So the lemonade sweet. is different. Didn't we learn that from Haslam? I don't know. I learned that in a class once. That that's Maybe the reason I, why I also they... I may not have got that tangent. That's yeah. another thing. Now, usually he you would have the same tangents all the time. Or it could have been a brawn. It could have been a brawn tangent. It was either Haslam or Braun. Because I remember, I specifically remember as part of this tangent, they were like, Yeah, you know, if you want to eat a lot of food. You got to get ice cream to eat your ice cream with it because you're going to eat the food. You that get the was bro- that you. had to have been bronze. And then you take a you take a break. You eat ice cream, and then you can eat more food. <laughs> that sounds like that sounds like brawn. Yeah, I think that's a brawn. Because I don't because I think brawn used to like kind of like think like that. Like he would he would think like a slob. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think Haslam ever really like did that. No. Because say no. what you will, he was a fucking healthy dude. Yeah, he was too busy, you know, talking about his 90 minutes of cardio every day. Right. 10 miles a run, six days a week for 10 fucking years, whatever it was. <laughs> yeah. But can't win them all with him. No, so I think it was Bron who uh, who taught me that. That that's well, how you, he, that's he, how you he combat to... palate fatigue, is you have to have something of the opposite, like, flavor profile. He used to do the like glycogen rep, rep glycogen replenishment. Oh, you just eat cake and cookies after you work out. Yeah. It's the same thing. Yeah. 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 Okay. Slob. <laughs> Would you rather eat a hundred calories of salad or a hundred calories of cake? Give me the cake. Yeah. Like, that's uh, okay. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. Like I know what you're what you're saying, but <laughs> <laughs> there's there's more to it than that. You're using academia to fucking <laughs> defend your habits. <laughs> so um what's my final thought gonna be? Oh um so I um I got a fucking bone to pick with Verizon and just any company in general that uses um like an automated helpline process, right? So all, so all of them. Yeah, well Verizon was particularly bad. So most places, right? Cuz I I've, I've done this before. I've called a helpline. Most places when you call a helpline, it's for a specific reason, right? Like I'm not just calling for fucking nothing, right? So I I got a new router for the house because the current route, we just had like the standard Verizon router. Um, And where it is with the 
the cable is on the other end of the house and where my stuff is and my work setup, my internet was absolute dog shit. Um, when I went back to work after, um, the baby was born and I was like working mostly again in this corner of, of the house away from that. So I was like, I got to get a new router. Um, so I, not to go down a whole rabbit hole, but I went with the mesh system. So it provides better Wi-Fi through all areas of the house and all that shit. But I had to call Verizon to switch from a coaxial connection to an ethernet connection. So Verizon is different. They don't have modems. Um, they have a, a optical network terminal. Uh, because it's Fios, right? It's fiber optics and it's all that shit. So it's not standard cable or internet or things like that. It's Fios, right? So it was currently run to where it was in the house through a coaxial cable, which is just your standard old cable, like the black thing with the metal fucking dick piece in the middle that you had to spin around to like stick in the back of a, a, a router, right? Everyone knows what they are. To an ethernet cable, which most people probably know what ethernet is. It looks like an old phone jack. So I call Verizon and I get an automated service. And it's like, if you want bill service, press one. If you want, you know, uh, Wi-Fi service, press two. If you're having trouble connecting, press three. If you want to change something, whatever, press four. And it goes through the whole thing. So I'm like, okay, I, I guess it's, it's Wi-Fi. So I go to why I click number two and then it like brings me to a, a different robot. Right. And it goes, please state the reason why you're calling. And I go, okay, I need to switch my connection from coaxial to ethernet. And the robot goes, I'm sorry. I don't know what that means. And I go, Jesus fucking Christ. So I say it again. I go, I need to switch my connection from the ONT box to ethernet for a router. And the robot goes, I'm sorry. I don't know what that is. Are you having trouble connecting to Wi-Fi?" So I just said, yes. I go, yes, sure. Why not? So then it brings me through, oh, please go to your ONT box and say, I'm ready when you're there. And I'm like, oh, fuck. So I'm already in the basement. I had everything ready to go. I had the new router ready. It was plugged in. I had the ethernet cable ready. Like I, everything was ready. All I needed them to do was just switch the fucking signal. Right. And they're like, so I go, I'm here or I'm ready, whatever the fuck. And it goes, look for this button and then press this button and wait 30 seconds. I'm like, I don't actually need to do this. And then it goes, say, I'm done when you're done. So I just said, I'm done. <laughs> and it goes, okay, give me a moment to check. And it goes through this whole thing. And it's like, um, I don't sense anything wrong with your Wi-Fi connection. And I go, ah, oh, Jesus fucking Christ, here we go. So it's like, uh, do you have anything else you would like us to do for you today? And I was like, yes, do not hang up on me, you stupid fucking robot. I'm just going back and I'm yelling at this robot. So then I finally figured out, well, I'll just unplug the boat, like the, the ONT box. So I went through the whole process again with the robot. And it's like, I'm sorry, I'm having difficulty finding your connection. I do not see it live. And it's like going through this whole thing. And then it's like, if I don't 
uh, if I can't figure it out, I will connect you to someone who can. And I go, great. So then it proceeded to bring me through about seven more steps to try and figure out why my Wi-Fi wasn't working before it finally said, I'm sorry, I don't think I can help you. Let me connect you to someone who can. And I was like, Jesus Christ. Like that's one at one at one point when the, when it said one of its stupid robot lines and it would ask me a question to like do say something, I literally said, Can I talk to a human? And he just goes, no. <laughs> yeah. And it, and it was like, I'm sorry, I don't recognize that response. And I'm like, Jesus fuck. So I went through the whole process. I looked at my phone, took almost 16 minutes. I think it was like 15 minutes and like 37 seconds or whatever before they connected me to a human. So the best part about all of this is I get the woman on the phone and I go, she goes, hi, you know, this is so-and-so from Verizon. How can I help you today? And I go, yes, I need to, uh, I need to just switch my, my connection to a, a new router from a coaxial to an ethernet. Cause I, I bought my own router. I'm not using your guys one anymore. And she goes, oh, okay, hold on one second. And then like two minutes goes by and she goes, uh, okay, it should be all set. Are, are you plugged into the new, to the new router? And I was like, uh, no, not yet, but like I can. So I plug it in. She goes, okay, I'll stay on the line and make sure everything's cool. So I plug it in. It turns on. Everything's going. I have an app to control the router on my phone. I log in. I do everything. And she goes, yeah, I'm seeing uh, I'm seeing everything's all good. All good on my end. She goes, is there anything else I can help you with today? And I was like, I literally spent 16 minutes talking to a robot when if I just got the human, I could have been off in two minutes. Yeah, but then you wouldn't have gotten the pleasure of going through that process. I just, I just don't get it. If the, this might be my old man yells at cloud moment, but like, why can't I just fucking talk to a human when I call a helpline? Like there should be an option. If you want, if you want to have an automated robot system, sure, go ahead. Knock, fucking knock yourself out, right? Knock me out while you're at it. But give me an option, right? Like when you read through all the numbers, just give me the option to go direct to the human, right? If it's like, if if you don't hear anything here, press nine to be connected to a fucking human or whatever. It's like, just give me the option. Well, because why that usually whole thing like, could have been skirted. Usually it's press one for whatever, press two for whatever, press three for the other thing, press four for billing, press five for account info. And then if when it gets something to the else, end, say it something says, else. Yeah, or it'll say stay on the line. And we will connect you to a representative. Yeah. So I, I will, like if I was to use Comcast, for example, like Comcast can reset your router without needing a human. But what will happen is people will call back, I need a human. I need a human. I, I, yeah. I got to get through to a person. And it's like, oh, what happened? It's like, I need, I need uh, to reset my router. It's like, you didn't fucking need me to do that. We can do right. it automatically. So right. that's why it can't be... It can't just be like go to the human because that's what everyone's going to do. And then you'll never get through. The wait times will be 45 minutes before you can even get through to a human. Right. Especially when people have like, you know, automatic things. Yeah. Or I guess just make your robot better. 
Because when I asked to switch from coaxial to Ethernet, it just kept saying, it was I'm never sorry. Know that. Yeah, it was I never don't know what that know is. That. <laughs> right? So like either, either just give me the option to talk to a human or make your robots better. Because Thank it took me what effectively ended up being about 20 minutes to handle uh, something that should have taken two minutes. I think it's the something else is the right answer. Yeah. I agree. Which most places have that but not Verizon. So. All right. Well, that uh, that's going to do it for us uh, for uh, episode one here. So for thank you all for, for watching on YouTube. Don't forget to hit subscribe up above. Uh, smash the like button down below. Uh, if you're an audio only guy, uh, you can subscribe there as well, whatever platform you're on. Tell everybody you know about the show. Help spread the word. If you use Spotify or Apple, uh, leave us five stars in a review. Uh, much appreciated for you folks that have done that already. Uh, and an advanced thank you for those that will do it. Um, you can get us on Instagram at Sarcasm Speaks Pod. On Twitter at Sarcasm underscore Speaks. Facebook is Sarcasm Speaks. Website SarcasmSpeaks.com. You can find all the sponsors below in the show notes. Uh, so go support them and uh, use the promo codes that we have under there too uh, to get your discounts and all that fun shit. Uh, so until next time for you guys and a few minutes for us, uh, good night, everybody.